0: Hello, everyone, and welcome back to this week's episode of Your Hired, the podcast series by the Bastion Family Center for Career Success. And in today's episode, we have Jennifer Smith, who is a professor and chair of dance at Knox College. She has been at Knox since 1997 and is also the artistic director of Back Into the Left Productions. Welcome, Jennifer. Thank you so much for joining us today. Thank you for having me. My name is Anoki. I am a peer career leader and a sophomore at Knox, and I'm here with my co-host, Marina. Hi, I'm Marina. I'm a rising junior, and I'm also a
1: peer career leader here with Anoki, and we're so glad to have you joining us today.
2: Thank you. It's great to be here.
1: Right. So as a question, sure. Can you tell us about your journey, you know, we know that you started out as a dancer. So how did you become a dance professor at Knox and how did you know that this was what you wanted to do? Yeah, um, that's a great question. So
2: as you shared, I did start here back in the fall of 1997. And honestly, for the first several years that I was working at Knox College, The dance program as it is today didn't really exist. There was only a handful of dance classes that were being offered through the theater department. And I came in really just as a part-time instructor. And at that point, I was just kind of teaching what they had on the books while simultaneously still working as a professional dancer in Chicago. So it was a couple of crazy years where I was constantly driving back and forth between Galesburg and Chicago teaching here, performing, and choreographing there. And as it as it kind of came together, I realized that I was in a really rare and unique situation here at Knox where at that point, the chair of the theater department was uh, Robert Whitlatch, who has since passed on. But he was an incredibly gracious individual who gave me this awesome opportunity just to basically said, you know, I don't really know dance, but I really value it and value what it brings to our students. You basically said you have permission to really take this and see what can happen with it. And so Over the next several years, I really redesigned the whole dance program academically as far as designing Mm -hmm. new courses, getting rid of some other ones, and eventually led to the development of a dance minor. And in many ways, you know, I didn't see myself going into academia. I was still pretty young. I loved dancing and choreographing professionally, but what I found through teaching at the college level is it kind of gave me the best of both worlds. It allowed me, you know, on the most basic level to have a constant paycheck, you know, mm-hmm. which is really critical, um, but it did give me creative freedom as well. And I love the fact that not only was I choreographing with my students, but I had chunks of the year off, whether that be December or the summers or the summers, to do my own work. Mm-hmm. And so really over time of teaching at Knox, I realized that this was the best fit for me professionally, in the fact that again, you know, I was able to have a constant job that allowed me to have all the aspects of my life that I wanted while also allowing me to be the artist that I wanted to be.
0: Mm-hmm. That's amazing. It's incredible how you basically built up Knox's dance minor. And that's amazing. So I wanted to know a little bit about your teaching pedagogy, your research, and how both of them kind of influenced each other, and how it developed over time.
2: Yeah, absolutely. So I would say, again, I I feel like... Being able to design a dance minor in a liberal arts school allowed me to create the dance program that I really envisioned as being supportive of students in this kind of atmosphere, in the fact that to me, a cornerstone of our dance program is that it's not just about technical skill, learning how to dance, learning you know to get your leg up in the air, which is yeah. wonderful. And I love highly trained dancers. But to me, a key component of being an artist in today's world is to have that mind-body connection. And so a key component of the program that I developed here is to really base our work on somatic practice. And there's actually a course that I designed and teach regularly now called Somatic Practice for the Performing Artist. What's wonderful about it is the students who take it aren't just coming from dance or even the performing arts, although that's a huge portion of the students, but they're coming from education, psychology, pre-med. And it's really about finding that connectivity between how our brain and body work in tandem both in just how we process movement, but also in how do we think about ourselves on a more psychological mental level and how does that affect our body and vice versa. Mm -hmm. So that became a kind of a key component of the program, not just because I'm curious about that, but I also believe intrinsically that good artists are ones who can be reflective and understand how to work with the tools that they have, which for dance is the body but I also believe in honoring the bodies that are in the room and realizing that each body is valid and has something to say. And so my hope with the program that I've designed is to try to create one that doesn't have the same kind of hierarchy that you might see in in a lot of dance programs as far as this kind of archaic idea of what a dancer body should look like. But I'm also curious about as we become more of a global, as our awareness of, our, of the big picture of the global world that we live in becomes more and more in tune with the work that we create as artists, I want to create an environment where other dance forms are equally as valid. Uh, Mm -hmm. Again, in a lot of dance programs around the country, there's still this very Western approach to dance where you have to take ballet, you have to take modern dance, you have to take both of these courses every day. And again, I think that there's something wonderful in those forms. You do become an amazingly trained dancer, but I don't think that that's we are worth as dancers, as performers, as artists. I think recognizing that there are these other dance forms and other ways to move the body in general that are just as valid is critical to being an artist, but also, again, that thought process. So our dance program is not just about technical courses, although we have those. We teach dance theory and improvisation and dance history and cultural dance forms. Mm -hmm. So all of that again, it's it's tricky because it is still only a minor. Right. You're trying to work within that minor framework and have as much breadth of information available to our students. Again, became really important to me, and I'm continually navigating and juggling and reevaluating what I do teach to figure out how can we. If I don't ask myself how can I do this better every year, then I'm not doing my job. So mm-hmm. it's a continual evolution, but I feel really grateful, one, to have the position that I have, but also really blessed to be able to work in an environment that lets me have that exploration.
1: I think it's very valuable that you want to explore and want to try out, to give emphasis on different types of dance and not just you know one singular type that is popular right so just to add context what style of dance have you worked with what's maybe what's your personal favorite and what does Knox minor in dance sure you know, work with in types of dance yeah
2: Right. That's a great question. So as I mentioned, we have technique classes, but at Knox, again, at a larger university or at a different, more traditional university, you would have, you know, your beginning, intermediate, advanced levels of ballet, beginning, intermediate, advanced level of modern, beginning, intermediate, advanced of jazz. And that's kind of a tradition that has existed in dance. But it's only one way to do things, and I also don't necessarily think it's always the best way based on what you might want students to learn. And so years ago, my colleague Kathleen Ridlin and I looked at the curriculum and said, you know what, let's throw out this old school of thought and see, like, at the end of the day, what do we want our students to learn? And we really started to talk about just movement concepts and understanding this idea of how to move from your core, understanding proper alignment, understanding what it means to be an embodied dancer. All of these are concepts of somatic movement. And so our technique track actually is now called Contemporary Dance. And we have Mm -hmm. levels, you know, one, two, and three in Contemporary Dance. And within each one of those technique classes, uh, we do include these core ideas between where modern ballet and jazz intersect. But one of the things that both Kathleen and I do really believe in is recognizing that, again, there's so many different cultural dance forms out there there and other ways to move the body and when we are able to you know when recognizing where our skills stop and where we want to bring in other influences we do bring in guest artists as often as possible to work Mm -hmm. with students in those classes and those artists can come from a hip-hop background they can come from different cultural dance backgrounds this past year alone we had three different guest artists who came in and worked with the students We had a Brazilian dance artist who came in and did samba. We had, during the winter term, actually a Knox alum who does a lot of body work and did some yoga Mm -hmm. and Zumba work. And then in the spring, we brought in a guest artist who identifies as non-binary queer who came from a background in hip hop and house dance. So
0: all of these
2: different dance forms and perspectives, Uh, again, we want to try to do as much as we can within the program. And I'm always, again, really surprised that we're able to pull some of this stuff off because we're a small program. I'm the only full-time dance professor, and Kathleen's doing what she can as a part-time professor Mm -hmm. of dance which again is why as much as possible, we love to bring in guest artists to bring in that different perspective and different way to honor the body in movement.
0: Right, that's amazing. I love that there are so many guest artists and who come in to, to like, broaden students what they know of dance and to, like, have them try out different types of dance from different parts of the world. And I think that's so important in any field of study, really.
2: Absolutely, yeah. I mean, and the thing that I love most about the program, too, is the number of students who come to take a dance class or even just a workshop with a guest artist. That's one of the best things about the the guest artist is many times we have students who are like, oh, I know hip-hop. I'm going to come do that workshop and then they get in the studio and they meet some of the other students and then they realize this is an open space this is a place where i can my skills are valued what i do bring to the table is important but i'm also welcome to explore and try something that is brand new to me and that's what college should be about right
0: right So could you expand um, a little bit on your company back into the left productions, how you started it and how it's evolved over time and what students or prospective students who are interested in pursuing dance can join and, and become a performing member of the company?
2: Sure. Yeah. I really started the organization, I want to say it was back in 2000, which was our first real company show. And at that point, a lot of the work I was doing was in Chicago. And I did have a couple different alums who were the first dancers with the organization and some other people that I had been working with in the past in Chicago. So it was a real blend of already from the get-go Knox alums and professional dancers in the city. Just because of the very nature of my job and the fact that I'm not just a choreographer or just a a director, more often than not, the work that I do with Back and to the Left is what would be classified as pickup work, meaning I don't have contractual agreements with set dancers where we perform multiple shows a year. Rather, when I do have a performance opportunity come up, sometimes I do hold auditions, but oftentimes I do look at sometimes current students or alums and say, I have this wonderful opportunity. Would you be interested in this performance? And so over the years, back into the left, again, we started out doing stuff mostly in the Midwest. We performed a full evening concert in Chicago. We've done the Dance Chicago Festival. Mm -hmm. We've presented work at the Minnesota Fringe Festival. We've done some work in St. Louis. But I've also been able to bring the company and work that I've created for them internationally. We've been to Toronto, Canada. There was one time we were able to go to southern France, which was really awesome. And then also other places around the country. Mm -hmm. There's a wonderful alum, uh, Lee Whitzling, who I still keep in contact with. And they actually were a performer in a piece that I created as a student in the dance ensemble at Knox. And it was a solo piece that I just love the way that Lee performed it. And I always felt like if I ever do this piece again, this person has to perform it. And I had an opportunity to present that work at another dance festival, the Breaking Ground Dance Festival in Tempe, Arizona. And I reached out to Lee and I was like, guess what? You're doing that solo again. (laughs) So that's that's sometimes how I've just kept in contact. But yeah, I mean, there's definitely been some fabulous alums over the years who I've been really lucky to be able to work with again and again. And others who I'm like, don't lose my number because I'm going to call you as soon as I have another opportunity that you can work in. So what I would say, you know, one of the ways that I have found either students or alumni who, who I do want to work with as dancers, they've been performing members of the Knox Dance Ensemble. The Knox Dance Ensemble is a, you know, in many ways, like a student performance company. And over the two terms that the Knox Dance Ensemble works together, we perform multiple shows. We, of course, do our big spring concert in Harvard Theater, but the performers, in the ensemble, we've also went and did a performance in downtown Chicago. We participated in this national virtual dance performance called the National Water Dance. And again, some of the pieces that I've worked with in the dance ensemble, I bring back for other performance opportunities, either through Knox, like there could be events that happen at Knox that they need, that they're interested in having dance at or professionally. Right now, there is a a duet that I did last year, this past spring on the dance Mm -hmm. ensemble that my brain's already turning over in my head, going, I wanna stage this piece again professionally. I'd love to work with those dancers again, if I can, to do it somewhere professionally, because they were fabulous. All of the dancers in the dance ensemble were fabulous, but I love that duet, particularly.
0: (laughs) That sounds amazing. So given that we don't have a dance major yet, what are some of the opportunities that students can take advantage of to showcase their dance skills or talent and to to just get some experience performing on campus?
2: Yeah, so again, I already mentioned the Knox Dance Ensemble, which is in many ways, as far as a pre-professional experience, if any student is like really seriously considering I'm interested in pursuing the profession as a performer in a company, that Mm -hmm. would be probably the best opportunity because the students in that, over the two terms we work, they learn multiple pieces, they work with multiple choreographers. Sometimes it could be a really long process. Other times, like when Danny Terrell came in, and the students who ended up working with Danny literally had like five days to learn a piece. And then it's on them to keep it you know, stage ready. So there's that opportunity. But I would also, you know, I want to give a shout out to Tripsichore, the student dance collective. It has been an amazing vehicle for exposing students to dance at Knox. I think CHIRP does a great job of mirroring what I what I hope the dance program is about, which is, is about creating an open environment, being accessible, being experimental, open space to try something out new. And, you know, CHIRP does multiple performances a year. A lot of students get involved in that, which I think kind of opens the door for opportunities. I will also give a shout out to my colleague, Kathleen, who also has opportunities to do professional work. And most recently, she had a couple of dance alums performing a concert that she did in Boulder, Colorado in the fall. And so between both Kathleen and I, we're continually doing professional work as well as teaching. And both of us were constantly being mindful of those students who stand out in our classes, not just as dancers, but as intellectual thinkers. We're also always looking at people who are curious, hard workers, and those are the kids that we turn to and say, hey, I have this opportunity to present work in Colorado or France, wherever, (laughs) and that's a great way to get involved. I will also just add, um, even though we only offer a dance minor, I have been really, not necessarily surprised, but pleased, I guess, proud of the students who graduate from Knox College with a dance minor and find professional careers in dance in many different ways. I have multiple students who have gone on from our dance program who have become dance movement therapists. There have been many students who have gone on to have professional dance careers or dance Mm -hmm. choreography. And then a large group of students who graduate here and become educators in dance in various ways. But there have been others that have gone on to teach at the college university level. There have been many who have either been employed at dance studios or even opened their own dance studio. Again, while it's a dance minor, there's a lot of opportunity to learn and grow and you know, to figure out how you might parlay this experience into a professional career. Because again, I hope that one of the things that Kathleen and I try to achieve with our program is promoting this idea that there's more than one way to be a dancer and there's more than one type of dance that's valid. And there's also ways that you might find yourself working in the field that you haven't yet explored. Again, be that in movement therapy, teaching, design, all of those are ways that students have, have found themselves working professionally.
0: That sounds great.
1: And yeah, so the explorative like spirit and the experimenting and the multiple opportunities that you just described here at Knox is, is also reflective of your journey, right? And all of the different types of things that you're involved in we are aware that you also choreographed and presented for the American College Dance Association. Can you tell us a bit more about that? And also, my next question would be a variety of positions and professional work with dance that you've done. Among them, what do you think you enjoy the most? And is there a distinct reason why you choose to do each of them?
2: Yeah, these are great questions, (laughs) y'all. So, um, the American College Dance Association has been around since the 1970s, and it's really, the best way to describe it is like an annual conference that takes place. There's multiple locations that happen throughout the countries, and each regional conference brings together college and university dance professors and students to really workshop together, to present their work, to get feedback on the choreography, and it's, again, a great opportunity for the students at Knox to form in a different way, but also to be exposed to many different dance styles and forms that maybe we don't teach here. Each regional conference usually lasts around five days and every day there's multiple classes students can take but then multiple performances and as you mentioned I have choreographed uh, multiple times I've brought choreography to it Kathleen has brought choreography we've had many students over the years also have pieces selected to bring to this conference And each conference has both adjudication concerts and informal concerts. The informal is just a great opportunity to put your work up on stage. The audiences are always wonderfully receptive of it. And it's just, again, a great opportunity to have another performance uh, experience. The adjudication concerts are a little bit more, I guess I could say intensive in the fact that the conference pulls together a panel of what are considered three experts in the field. They're usually, professional choreographers working and have been working for years in the industry, coming from sometimes different backgrounds, whether they're contemporary choreographers or working in commercial dance. Maybe sometimes there might be a ballet more based person or a hip hop artist, but they sit through, I don't know, 50 to 75 dance pieces you know, during that time period. And they give feedback and it's blind mm-hmm. feedback. They don't get to know what school has brought the work. They don't know if it's choreographed by a student or a guest artist or what. And they give feedback for the various work. And then they kind of select what they consider the highest caliber of work at each conference. And there was a year, a few years back, where I had a solo that I choreographed on a student, Angela McNeil, and it was selected to be in that regional conferences uh, gala, which was wonderful and super exciting. That also happened to be a year that then each regional conference picked two pieces to go on to nationals. And that year, again, so wonderful for us. That solo was picked to go be presented at the Kennedy Center in Washington, D.C. For me, this was an incredible honor. Angela was besides herself as well, because it really kind of helped me see the strength of what our program was about, because most of the work being presented at that gala concert were coming from BFA students or, or MFA students even, and there were students who were coming from the top tier dance programs across the country. And here was little Knox College. <laughs> you know, there was there was work that was just as strong on on the Kennedy stage. And so it was a great opportunity. And so to answer your other question, you know, I think you said, you know, what part of this is that do I like the most? And I think I've shared with my students before, for me, what I what feeds my soul is the creative process. I love choreographing. There's something about it to me that just really helps me process the world I live in. It helps me really keep grounded while also challenging myself at the same time. And I get so much fuel, I guess, for myself by going through that creative process. Are there times when I'm completely freaked out and going, oh my gosh, this idea is awful. I should throw it away, <laughs> absolutely. But I also think that those are important moments to have, to face those moments mm-hmm. of fear and go, you know what, there's an idea here, let me keep going. And so that to me is what I, you know, aside from just the, in many ways, the creative process and teaching are hand in hand. They work hand in hand. And that's why I do it not. And while well, I'll continue to do it as long as I can
0: awesome um that sounds amazing and i really appreciate um how you place importance on the integration of the mind and the body in in your the dance that you choreograph as well as 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 well as what you teach um here at knox um so thank you so much for joining us on today's episode and we hope that most students and prospective students will take dance classes and pursue dance if they are interested in it or just try it out for fun, to try something new.
2: Yes. Yeah. I will just plug this and just say, yeah, for anybody listening, if you've ever thought about taking a class, do it. If you're not sure if you want to do the whole semester, stay you know, as informed as you can about workshops. We have an Instagram account, Facebook account, where we post things about workshops and special events come to them try it out we'd love to have you in our studio
0: awesome thank you so much for joining us
2: thank you both of you so much for inviting me again it was wonderful to have this conversation